thoughtful and helpful. That's uh, how I like to describe our listening audience out there, Michael. They're thoughtful and they're helpful. And one of them, Max, has called in. Max, thank you for your thoughtfulness yes. and your helpfulness. What's on your mind? Well, uh, maybe another problem with your EVAP system is uh, when you fill your car up, yeah. and once it once and you have it on automatic and it clicks, yeah. don't put any more don't put any more gas in it because. What that does is a lot of that gas goes to the EVAT system. Oh, I never, I never add gas after it clicks. Well, that's what compromises your EVAT it system does. a lot of times. Gas after yes. the click. Huh. Yes. Yeah. Well, after after it clicks, don't put any more gas in it. All right, Max. Thank you so much. How about that? What What, what do you mean by the click? Like, well, oh, when it quits yeah, pumping yeah, the gas yeah, into yeah, it, yeah, yeah. you're you not know, supposed some, to give yeah. it a little extra. Yeah, my dad, for yeah. example, yeah. he yeah. used to Chris, always we, we, round up to the zero zero. He right, was kind sure. of that way, you know. Uh, but don't do that is what Max is saying. Put that gas and that vapors in that EVAP system. Yep. And it, it has a carbon filter in there, uh, basically, and that's what fills it up. Yep. And then that's what that's what compromises it. Max, thank you so much. It's a, it's the carbon filter, Michael, and, and you, yeah. you know you get the gas in there, and then the vapors. Uh-huh. You get, gas has a lot of vapors in it. And, is that uh, right? And well, so you get the vapors in the carbon filter, and uh, you get, you know, it's problematic. How does George Ann take it when all of a sudden you learn something and act like you've been a lifelong expert on it? Uh, I bet it doesn't go over that well. I meant to ask Max. Um, I'm trying to think. I was during the break here. You know the theme to the Lone Ranger? Oh, yeah. Well, there's a name of that song. Okay. And I, I can't. Why would Max know that? Well, I, he knew about the carbon filter. Oh. And uh, so I'm just, I, I know that song's got a name to it. I guess I could, I guess I, there's this thing. Could it be called this, The Lone Ranger? No, it's, it's got a name. I'll, I'll look it up. All right. So, uh, hey, you know what's happening this weekend? Uh, well, we're going to have a party. Well, we're going to have Battle Hawks. We're going to have yeah. soccer. But so, yeah. uh, we're also springing forward. So oh. the idea that it's going to get dark at 5 o'clock is... Yeah. Going out the window, and we'll Why start the... Why do we the... do this? Why do we do this? So are you one of those proponents of yes. never rolling it once we go forward just to keep it there? I don't even like February the 29th, okay? And and that has to do with the way the earth is spinning and stuff. But uh, this this time thing seems arbitrary and capricious to me. I don't have and a problem with it. I don't like it. I don't have a problem with it. Because, I... you know, in the wintertime, it, it, it gets the sun up a little bit earlier, the sun comes uh, up at the same time. No, just it doesn't. If you clock. move the hour forward, well, it's going to be dark at 7 o'clock well, when you go out in the in the morning. Let's just make it 6 p.m. right now on Friday, and we're all off work. Well, I would like that. But, I, look, I don't mind it. I, I know that you, a lot of people get worked up twice a year when we do this stuff. I don't mind the, I don't falling, mind the back. falling back. Yeah. You get to sleep in there, and you wake up, and it's... Uh, Here's a question. Why yeah. do we always do it on Sunday? Why don't they do it on, like, a Saturday? Or... I saw something on Twitter today that said, why don't we do it at Friday at 4 o'clock, jump forward an hour, well, uh, and then we'd get everybody an hour uh, early, you know, they'd the get the out of work. The lines are blowing up over here. Well, let's keep going. <laughs> let's go to Norm. Norm! Norm! Yeah, the, uh, that's the William Tell Overture, and it, it used is, to be said that um, uh, the definition of an intelligent person was someone who could hear that and not think of the Lone Ranger. So you must uh, must be intelligent. Well, Norm, give that man a cigar. I'm, I'm feeling very magnanimous today. Norm, thank you for it. It is the William Tell Overture. Oh, sure. there it is. Drew. How about Drew over here on the board doing his job flawlessly? It's incredible. What a great tune. It just disappeared there on us. There it is. Hi! 
and away! Hold on. Here we go. Did you really? You were in the band? I was in the marching band. Yeah, now I'm learning, starting to I'm learn a lot about you. I had no idea. And you you, you didn't carry a drum, you carried the cymbals? I did both. I did both. Uh, What'd you do with the cymbals I when once, you were beating I, a drum? In, well, you don't do both at the same time. Well, you just said you do both. Monkey grinders. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I, uh, but I also uh, famously uh-huh. uh, at, at the annual band concert one year, I performed on the Glockenspiel. What's that? That's the, the Glockenspiel. What is that? It's a, the big tower of bells, and uh, you got your little mallet there, and you're beating on the Glockenspiel, and uh, it was, uh, you know, I don't like to talk, Michael. Right. Uh, but I may have been the finest Glockenspielist in the history of uh, Pattonville High School, and there I was. And I can't remember the tune we were playing, but uh, the Glockenspiel was going What year did you bore. graduate from high school? 1982. 1982. 1982. The wow. year the Cardinals won the World Series. Wow, I was 11 years later. <laughs> yeah, I know. Can you believe you're, that? You're, yeah, you're a kid. Yeah, you just turned 59. I'm what, 47? <sighs> yeah, whatever you are. Hey, um, uh, also, before we go... Uh, we have were you, supposed to talk about something. Yeah, have segment. you been paying attention to the fact that apparently there are some constitutional amendments that may... Well, that they're collecting signatures for that would legalize abortion in the state of Missouri? I saw that. There's several of them. And here's here's the thing. These these proposals are all, you know, on the extreme side. Our law right now, there are no abortion. Extreme. And it is. And it, no, no exceptions for rape and incest. And all of these proposals are basically abortion on demand proposals. Neither one of those positions is where most people are. And it would be nice to have an option to go vote for something that most people would agree on. and But yep. because of the nature of how we do these initiative petitions, those but kinds of John, proposals aren't going to be made. Voters seem to be left of center when it comes to issues in the state of Missouri, whether it be the minimum wage, right to work, uh, uh, Medicaid expansion. Anytime the Republicans come up with this extremist legislation and we see the voters are given an opportunity to vote on something, they wind up siding left of center. Well, look, you've got to take that with a great assault because <laughs> uh, because usually these proposals that hit the ballot, only one side funds them. So you get one group that spends three, four, five, six million dollars advocating for whatever the position is. The opposition side spends nothing. We passed Medicaid expansion and the hospitals, and I mean, there was huge money behind it. It barely passed. But that's what politics it, is about. That that's nothing new. But but it it's not an accurate reflection of the electorate. Nor is the legislature passing extreme stuff. So I mean, unless you're gonna start to get some more level headed Republicans down in Jefferson City, which I don't think exist anymore. Oh, they do, in fact, you're gonna exist. continue to get um you're gonna continue to get this type what of legislation that's gonna fact, show up and that the voters are gonna wind up siding left to center. You wanna talk about a level headed, good, effective political leader. We're going to visit with one of those right around the corner. He's the Speaker of the House for the state of Missouri, Dean Plocker. He represents a district right here in St. Louis County. Uh, he has been the Speaker since January. He's one of the leaders in the fight uh, to to fight the crime problem that we have in St. Louis. And he's going to join us after this on The Voice of St. Louis, Camel X. Now, back to Hancock and Kelly, sponsored by Insperity, HR that makes a difference. On News Radio 1120, KMOX. 
Well, welcome back to the Automotive Show uh, here with Hancock and Kelly. We've diagnosed the EVAP problem. We've also gotten the sway bar fixed. Yeah. Then you got into uh, the William Tell Orca Overture. Overture, buddy. Uh, yeah. I couldn't remember the name of it. And uh, our listeners, uh, phenomenal listeners. Uh-huh. I mean, I you know. True that. It, there may not be a finer group of people on the planet than folks listening to Cayman Wax, and one of whom is John. John, you're on the air. Welcome. Good morning, gentlemen. Morning. Morning. Uh, John, I have to tell you that before you went to the break, you started to say that we're going to talk to a level-headed leader. I did. I thought you were about to introduce me. Well, there you are. And <laughs> there you are. Yes. Now, I, want, I wanted to add something about Wintel Overture. Yes. An Overture, as you know, is a, a combination of the music themes that whatever the show after it is about to be yes. included. So, obviously, the Lone Ranger part is just one part of the Wintel Overture. What That's precedes right. that is yeah. mostly strings. In fact, it begins with a cello solo. A cello you know solo. Composer? Do you know who the composer is? Uh, I don't. Who? Rose, Rossini, an Italian. Rossini. Yes. All right. I think I had some of that the other night. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So that, that Lone Ranger portion that everyone knows is only, I think, maybe the last third of the full William Tell Overture. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. The, the depth. One. The but do you work with the, the symphony? No, I just happen to be in music aficionado. He, wow. <laughs> I'm doing there another Italian word for you. There. That's, uh, that's some good stuff. John, I can't thank you enough for your call. I want you to have a magnificent weekend. What will you be? What selections of music will you be listening to this weekend? Uh, oh, gosh. Um, my my assortment is tremendous. It goes from Pink Floyd to Ooh. classics. Are you, are you a Yes fan by chance? <laughs> Uh, not only am I a Yes fan, but I know a great piece that uh, Rick Wakeman wrote. Yeah. Uh, wrote, excuse me, I'm trying saying that three times fast. He wrote a, a piece called uh, "Journey to the Center of the Earth." Yes, I've got the album. Yeah, you have the album. Yes, so do I. Yeah, that's fantastic uh, work. Yes, he's a great fact, keyboardist. I've had the privilege of interviewing Rick Wakeman twice uh, here on KMLX, and uh, what a delightful and funny guy he is. Uh, and wow. I, and I think he's the most talented rock keyboardist of all time. That's just my humble opinion. But uh, how about how about you, John? Have yourself a great week. You know what? Give that man a cigar right now. Ooh. Yeah, send it out there. John, thanks so much for calling. And uh, now we're going to turn our attention, Michael. Give that man a gavel. He is the Speaker of the House for the state of Missouri. He is Dean Plocker from right here in St. Louis, uh, Louis County. Uh, happy Friday to you, Mr. Speaker. Hey, great to be on today. I appreciate you having me. Yeah, it's been quite an eventful uh, session to this point. Most of the focus seems to be on St. Louis uh, and the crime situation that exists not only in St. Louis, but throughout the entire state and, for that matter, the entire country. You have two very important pieces of legislation moving through the legislature dealing with the police and the circuit attorney's office. Tell us what they're up to and where they stand. Well, you know, sadly, a lot of the attention has been placed on St. Louis and uh, for the negative reasons of uh, the violent crime problem that is plaguing our region and destabilizing our state and our communities. We have to address it. House Bill 301 addressed uh, the ability of the governor to appoint a private uh, uh, special prosecutor to prosecute violent crimes uh, in the city. And then uh, we also uh, passed a bill out of the House that will return the control of the police department back to the state because we believe that the state uh, will better control the police department rather than the city. Our police need our support. We must fund the police. We must support them in any way possible to help them do that very difficult job that they have. We also have a third bill out there, and that's House Bill 1367, 
regards juvenile certification. And when you have a certification hearing for particular crimes, it expands those crimes because one of the biggest problems that also in, in conjunction with the violent crime is the juvenile crime that is occurring in the city. So that's another element that we're working on. Mr. Speaker, uh, the control of the police department is something I've come around on. I worked on the campaign that uh, gave the statewide vote that gave control of the police department back to the city of St. Louis. Uh, don't you have concerns uh, as the Speaker of the House that ultimately, though, you're taking away the will of the people uh, by reclaiming uh, control of the police department when the voters have already given it back to the city of St. Louis? Well, I, th- I think you can make that claim on a lot of things. I mean, the, you know, Kim Gardner was elected as well. I respect the process of the political will of the people, but I also have to say that when the status quo is entirely unacceptable, when our communities, not just in St. Louis, are being destabilized and being brought down, the state is being brought down, there's victims out there that need protection. We must stand up for the people I believe and do what's right. I believe this is right. I don't believe that the return of the control of the police department to the state is going to fix it necessarily. But I also should suggest that in the last five years, state control, city control of the police department has been a failure. Um, City prosecution of crime has failed the state of Missouri. It's failed the victims and it's failed to protect people. I think it's time we step up. The status quo is not acceptable. People deserve more. Speaker of the House, Dean Plocker, the Missouri General Assembly, joins us this morning on KMOX. Uh, one of the things that I'm a little puzzled about, Dean, is the city voted to give pay raises to the police department in the city, but I think it's contingent upon the city retaining control of the police department. What's your understanding of what they're up to, and would any pay raise be affected if the state took control of the police department? Well, don't you find that a little weird that they throw that carrot out there right after we're uh, going in and trying to address a problem that has been failed to be addressed in the city? Um, you know, we've been behind the police entirely, willing to fund them, willing to help in any way. Um, they're just throwing the carrot out there to try to maintain the power. They're really not doing it, I'm, I believe, in a way that um, is in the best interest of the protection for the victims and people from Missouri. They could have done it months ago. I also find it interesting that the city council and the city just uh, just voted to double their pay. Um, Why? Because they're so successful at controlling crime in the city. I mean, I find it appalling at how the city is managing itself and helping to protect violent, um, you know, the victims of violent crime. People have to hold government accountable. And I don't think the city is being held too accountable for how it's prosecuting violent crime. What else are you working on? So I guess this week coming up is your spring break, right? You take a week off and then you plow through the rest of the session till the middle of May. What other things are on the agenda in Jefferson City? Well, it's a little weird to call it spring break. I mean, I guess it's it's been coined that term simply because we're not in session. I'm not I'm not really taking a break. We're going to be working on a lot of other things. And and as was pointed out, sadly, the negative component of crime in the city is, is taking up a lot of time in, in the capital. But we've been working on a lot of good things. We've passed initiative petition reform where out-of-state individuals, particularly like George Soros, are trying to spend money and change our Constitution. Um, So we're trying to bring about greater transparency on how our Constitution has changed with this initiative petition reform. We've also passed open enrollment. I think that's a great bill. It keeps public money in public schools, but just provides parents with choices where they send their kids. And I think it's important for parents to do what's best for their children's education and, and to be able to make those independent choices. 
We've also uh, really worked on personal property tax reform. I'm sure everyone recalls getting that personal property tax bill in November and December, and it had skyrocketed. And it skyrocketed, in my perception, because the government flooded the economy with money and created supply chain shortages due to COVID that they all manufactured. And then our personal property taxes went up. I don't think government should be profiting off of things like that when it comes to mismanagement. Therefore, we put in a a plan where our personal property will be depreciated over a 15-year scale. And you can actually own the stuff without actually having to pay on it in perpetuity. Um, We've protected uh, Missouri farmland. You know, the Chinese bloom was just over Missouri a month ago. Um, The Chinese have bought land in Missouri and and I don't believe that the Chinese Communist Party has the best interest of Missourians in mind. So we're trying to curtail China's involvement in Missouri and hold them accountable and uh, protect Missouri farmers and protect Missouri's food supply. Mr. Speaker, um, it sounds like you're really tackling a lot of common sense issues. But uh, one I didn't hear you speak about was guns. We've legalized guns to the nth degree in this state. And to, including the fact that, you know, now you don't even have to get a permit to conceal and carry. You see the legislation that's being proposed in Jefferson City. Are you all going to tackle guns and, and start to put some common sense reform in there? We've got about a minute left, Mr. Speaker. I get you. I'm so, well, hey, listen, Missouri is also a, a great Second Amendment state, and we're going to continue to support the Second Amendment. Guns don't kill people. People kill people. And I have, I have to certainly express my desire to hold people accountable for their actions and it's their actions that need to be held accountable. And that's the the line that we're pursuing Um, going forward. We're going to continue to look at tax cuts for all Missourians. So Missourians get to keep their money and uh, we're going to do many other good things in terms of uh, passing a responsible budget for our citizens as well. That's the speaker of the Missouri house, Dean Plucker. He's kind enough to join us here on the voice of St. Louis. Have yourself a good weekend, Mr. Speaker, and we'll catch up down the road. Gentlemen, thank you very much. The news Bye-bye. is next on X. Now, back to Hancock and Kelly, sponsored by Insperity, HR that makes a difference on News Radio 1120, KMOX. Listen to that bass again. That's John Hancock's one of his favorite bands. That's Yes with the Roundabout. And there's a proposal, John Hancock, in the city of St. Louis to spend $40 million on what they're calling traffic calming, uh-huh. uh, which will also implement roundabouts uh, in the St. Louis area. Anybody who's spent uh, in the city, anybody who's spent some time in the city kind of knows that uh, stoplights don't matter. Stop signs are an option. Uh, and we've got to do something to find a way to calm uh, the traffic in St. Louis. Now, that's not the root driver of the crime problem that we have. It's this uh, belief of lawlessness that exists uh, as a result of our circuit attorney. But I, I kind of like the idea that we're going to spend this $40 million. Oh, yeah, $40 My biggest million. problem is that it's going to take forever. I mean, the, the, this administration has shown that when they make a proposal, like handing out checks to people, uh, that it takes nearly a year for them to get things done. But uh, I hope that uh, this $40 million gets on the streets, no pun intended, quickly. I think it's ridiculous. Uh, but let's go to Steve. Steve is joining us uh, on 436-7900 with thoughts. Steve, welcome, welcome aboard. Hey, thank you, gentlemen. Thank you for taking my call. I absolutely love your show. I look forward to every Friday just to listen to you, too. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, the one thing, I, the, your recent uh, interview with Mr. Plocker, my, my problem is it seems the state wants every 13-year-old walking in this state with a firearm, and that's a big problem. Well, yeah, he didn't and even I answer that, that question, did he, Steve? No. Yeah, he sidestepped it. I had a question for you about highway safety. Okay. Um, 
when you're entering, when I took my driver's test back in 1987 here in St. Louis County, yes. uh, they told me that you had to yield as you were entering onto the highway to oncoming traffic that was already on the highway. Is that true? Because I believe that not be the case in actual practice. Let me just have to tell you, Steve, calling John Hancock for traffic advice is like calling, uh, you know, uh, me, an obese person for a weight loss let advice. Me, let me explain. Let me explain. Well, here we go. Uh, Buckle so, up, Biggin. So, Steve, the way this works is you're getting on the highway, and that is what they call an acceleration ramp. And uh, I'm, I'm sure Michael doesn't know this, but uh, so you are indeed to the yielding should take place by the driver in the right lane to the oncoming traffic who is accelerating on the acceleration ramp. <clears throat> then I'm completely wrong. Well, unless I unless I am. Uh, but you're <laughs> never in doubt over there. I'm often wrong, but never in doubt. But I think I'm right. But you might want to Google it just in case. All right, gentlemen. Thank you, and have, I, like I said, love the show. You know, I, you. I think have there is weekend. something to us maybe doing uh, a little refresher on some of the laws of the road because I, I've brought this up as a topic before. I do not understand the rules as it relates to bicycles anymore. Um, <laughs> these bicycle guys, they, they especially in the West End, they act like they're cars. They're in the middle of lanes. Sometimes they're going five miles an hour. They want to be treated like an automobile, but they're not driving like an automobile when there's a place for them to ride their bike. Yeah. Well, I don't understand what the rules are with bikes. Well, you got a bike out there, and uh, you're on the road. Uh, they're, they're a, they're a uh, what they call a, a motorist on the road. That, well, that's the way they act. And you look, I'm all for people being out riding their bike, but I'm, I don't understand what the rules are, uh, and it wouldn't hurt for us to all learn them again. Who we got there? <laughs> Somebody. True. Who we got? Now let's go to Steve here. Steve. Steve, I was uh, perhaps I was incorrect. Uh, you couldn't have been any more wrong if you tried to be. <laughs> the merging lane is to merge. You merge with the traffic on the highway. The highway doesn't adjust to you. Any driver's book will tell you that. Huh. Well, this might be this might be one of the reasons I'm not a very good driver, Steve. So what 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 I understand you to be saying is that I should uh, I should yield as the merging driver. As the merging driver, that's why it is called merging. Ah, well, not driving. There you have it. Folks. What, what and how do you it, know this? Absolutely, because Steve knows he's what he's well, talking let's about. Ask him, but you say acted he's like a, you knew what you were talking about. He's a driver's ed instructor. He is. Love, of course, he is. Okay, good. I'm glad you're on, Steve. Then, what are the rules with these bicyclists? <laughs> because they they act like they're a car, uh, yet they they don't ride at the same speed as a car, and they just get in the middle of a lane. And I don't, you know. Then when you go around them, they give you that all pissed off look. Oh, careful over there. Well, that's because the city gave them that benefit. See there? It's the city's fault. Well, he doesn't know. Uh, are they, hey, are these, well, we got you, Steve, the automotive expert, the uh, road expert. Yes, yeah. yes. Uh, the roundabouts, is that going to make any difference in the city of St. Louis? I seriously doubt it, yeah. don't you? Yeah, I do. I do. All right. Th Steve, have a great weekend, and thanks for calling. And, and now we're going to go to CJ. This is great. We haven't had callers in weeks and weeks and weeks, and I've missed them. I missed all of them. CJ, welcome to KMOX. Yes, sir. Glad to be here. Nice, great show. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I'm a police officer, not in the city. Okay. But the, the other day I was watching the news, and they said um, they, they had a city was chasing a vehicle, a Dodge truck, for being stolen. And they used spike strips to stop the vehicle. Yeah. They got two of the four people out of the vehicle, and they arrested two of them for drug charges. 
and do that just on vehicle. This was the, also, this was the Crown Candy uh, camera yes. that captured. Okay, go ahead. And they had also an auto stop that made the handgun fully automatic. Mm. Well, then they they presented their case. They charged them, but they all they they let them go. They let them go. Uh, which what you do because they didn't have they didn't have the results of the lab test from the narcotics. But what you do is you charge them with the stolen the vehicle and the, and the gun charge. crime. Yeah. And then you put them, uh, then you uh, wait, uh, we'll charge with the narcotics when the lab tests come back. Yeah. You don't let people go and wait for the lab. The lab can take two or three months. Isn't that something? I mean, um, and it, really, it's a, a great example of exactly what's wrong in that office, in the, in the city circuit attorney's office. Uh, CJ, thanks for your service and keeping us safe, and appreciate your call today. Thank you. Have a good day. Thanks. All right. We're going to go now to Rick. Rick, you're on Camel X. Gentlemen, I just want to add to Steve's comment about on-ramps, and I drive about thirty to 35,000 miles a year all the around. 35,000 miles a year, Rick. Yes, sir. In my business. But my point is, is that going to the on-ramp, you should be at the speed of the traffic to be accepted onto the highway. So if you want to get on the highway going 50 and everybody else is going 70, you are going to be in the wrong. You get run over. So I think you got to use some common sense when you approach the highway. So, like so what you're saying, what, what I what I hear you saying, Rick, is that I may have been right. Uh, that I do need to accelerate on the acceleration ramp because I got to get it. Exactly. I, and I can't stand it when people go 40 and then all of a sudden you get down to the, to the actual highway. And then, and they, then they, then they got a floor. It's like, no, you, you got to get your speed before you get to the traffic so that it's not, uh, it's hard to merge in. <laughs> well, now, now we've got a controversy here on the And you know and something, everybody, please start using your turn signals. <clears throat> oh, oh, nobody uses a turn signal. You're absolutely right about that. Uh, Thanks, so. All right. Take care. Have a good weekend. That was Rick. And uh, and now we have a cycling attorney, Michael. Good. You have uh, Michelle has uh, joined us. Michelle, welcome aboard. Hi. It's uh, I can answer whatever questions you have. Uh, generally, cyclists have all the rights and duties of other motorists. Rights and duties, Michael. Okay. So let me ask you this specifically. When they are driving in a neighborhood, or not a neighborhood, but like in the Central West End, where traffic can go 35 miles an hour, no bicyclist, um, you know, unless they're Lance Armstrong, is out there going 35 miles an hour. He was chemically yet they stay, Yeah, yet well, they stay in the middle of the lane. How am I to get around them? Michelle's going to answer your question. Go ahead, Michelle. Okay, so there's no minimum speed, just like cars. What the issue usually is, and, I, and I'm a cyclist, is that it just... It, it's more noticeable when a cyclist is going slow. You see cars all day long going one mile an hour, two miles, pulling over. I just pulled over, frankly. Somebody's probably not saying, who is that car pulling over? Right. You know, it's, but it's a, because it's a, it's a bike, you notice it. Hmm. Um, but there, if there's a minimum speed, then they have to be at that minimum speed because they have all the duties of a car. They actually have additional rights, though, because they can be in bike lanes. Um, they are not required to be. And this is by yeah. state law. It's not actually given by the city, the state um, has mandated in state law that we are to be treated Do you as... realize we have asked about seven questions today, and our listeners have nailed every one of them, sometimes in both opinions. So, uh, Michelle, thank you so much. Have a good weekend. I got You're re- welcome. All right, take care. Real quick, I know we got to go to break, but I think this might be Gary. 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 
How's it going? Oh my it's God! Yes, it's Gary. I thought it was Gary. We had okay, Gary Duchesne. Hey, you guys. Well, you did depress me a while ago. You graduated high school in '82, so I'm even older than you. Holy hey, crap. congratulations! I am old. <laughs> yeah, yeah you are pretty hey. old. Gary. <laughs> Thanks a lot. <laughs> hey, so the one caller that said he drives all that miles. Yeah. Well, you know, I know that guy's wrong because he mentioned common sense. There is no common sense out here anymore. It's just a disaster zone. And uh, uh, the, the roundabouts, I've had plenty of practice uh, running semis around them. Oof. And uh, them are going to be just uh, Daytona speedways. People are going to be going super fast there around them as, as yeah. they can. And they're yeah. nuts. I, I thought the only people I've ever seen that know how to navigate them are in Italy. Uh, I went over there and visited my son. Was He was uh, over there for the Air Force. And uh, I thought they were nuts, but them people, they don't make, there's no messing around. You get on it, you get around it, you get gone. And here, there's several of my first experience was in Highland and then a couple other places around here. And uh, South Springfield's got one, and uh, uh, they are different. You just got to know why most people hesitate, and that's where you get into problems. So that ought to be really interesting when they add that there, uh, see what kind of mess. And, oh, yeah, Plocker. You know what? I've I like guns. Guns are fun to shoot. I don't go around shooting people. Um, but that guy completely evaded the question, and that's why people hate politicians. You ask him a simple question, and he danced around the subject. Can you tell me what the hell's wrong with these people? They're all trying to. I, I, there's no sense in this. I heard about the other day these kids walking around. There's no reason any child needs to be running around with these weapons out in the open. That is ridiculous. I don't get that. Our society, it, it scares the crap out of me, to be honest with you, gentlemen, anymore. Mm. Gary, you headed back but up to Springfield now? I just pulled in. I've been down to Glen Carbon this morning dropping a bunch of big room and attics off for some gentlemen building a big garage. All nice. right. That's Gary. We missed him, and we're glad to have him back. We need See to step guys. aside. Take All care. Have a good weekend. Have a good day. When we yeah. come back, the Oscars are coming up on Sunday. We're going to visit about that next on KMOX. Now, back to Hancock and Kelly, sponsored by Insperity, HR that makes a difference. On News Radio 1120, KMOX. Hey, Sunday evening is the Oscars, which is always fun to watch. I wonder if there'll be a boxing match it's tonight. The, uh, what is it, like the 87th Oscars 95th. or something? 95th Oscars. And joining us in studio is Carl Middleman. He, you hear him on 97.1. He also is a member of the uh, um, the St. Louis, Louis what? Film Critics St. Louis Film Critics Association. He's the membership director. I am. So who's going to win? Everything, everywhere, all at once will probably win your best picture. It's a weird movie, right? It like is. People have told me, uh, I said, uh, said, what's it like? And they said, well, you ought to get stoned and watch it. Some people might enjoy that. Is that, I mean, is it that trippy that it doesn't really follow a regular story? It's a superhero movie. Oh, boy. Not about superheroes, though. Oh. It's about a regular woman who's trying to do her taxes. And Jamie Lee Curtis is her tax what? auditor. And her husband says, hey... There's a multiverse going on. You need to save the world. Wow. So it's it's kind of superhero-y, but not at all. And really? yes, it's trippy like that. Yeah. Because there are many different versions of this woman saving it's the world. all over the place all the time. Wow. Wherever you happen what, to be. But you think that's a lock? Like it's uh, no, going to win? The best supporting actor role is the only lock, I would say, of the entire... Whoa. And, and who's that? And that is an actor that you've known for decades. He played short round in Indiana Jones oh, and the Temple uh, of Doom. Uh, Ki Huy Kwan. Ki yeah. Huy Kwan. 
Doctor Jones, Doctor Jones. Yes. Yeah. Right. And then he was also Data in the Goonies. And he's and he's been out of things yeah, he's, forever. Because right? he said there was no opportunities for a young Vietnamese American actor. And here actor, he is. And he comes back, and, and he's fantastic in this. And movie. there's another actor who's up that's kind of had disappeared for a while, right? Um, oh, oh, what's a lot his of name? Them. He plays Which, the big fat guy in the. Uh, oh, Brendan Fraser. Yes. He. It's a toss up <clears throat> between Brendan Fraser. For the whale and Austin Butler for Elvis. Because Brendan Fraser, he had he had been uh, you know he the was mummy. big time. He was big time, mm-hmm. and then he was in little time, you know, and then oh. he was just not around. And now, and he's, now he's every place, anytime, everywhere. No, that he was in a movie called The Whale. The Whale is that That's a good movie? Um, it is. It's a better play than a movie. Aha! Uh-huh. It's because it's one of these. It you can see it on stage. And when you're watching in his movie, and like this should have been on. So I have to, he's seen all ten of these movies. I have. Yeah. I've seen all ten. That's incredible. All Quiet on the Western Front. Yeah. A lot of people love that movie. I think it's going to win a couple of awards. Uh, Avatar. Everybody saw Avatar. It'll probably win Best Visual Effects. Banshees of Insurin is very well acted, but it's not for everybody because there's a whole bunch of maiming going on and it takes place. And there's maiming. I, yeah, a guy cuts off his fingers. And, oh. Wow. And then Elvis Jeez. is the story of Elvis. Uh, the Fablemans. What's, what's not to like about Elvis? It's, 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 it's a really good movie. It's Baz Luhrmann. Will Steven Spielberg win something for the Fablemans? I did see that. I thought it was an excellent movie. It, it's a great, it's a fictionalized story of his Spielberg? young. Yeah, yeah, Steven Spielberg is oh. up for best director. There's a chance he could win that. Let me tell you, I, just the other night, I'm flipping through the television, and there's an episode of Columbo on. Oh, Lord. Directed by Steven Spielberg. Wow. 1971. I, I, I just don't know what to say about that. Uh, the, you like Poker Face, too, then, right? Ooh, oh, yeah. That's great, because that's, so that's, that's Lady Goo Goo that's saying that. Having not seen many of the movies, are any of the big traditional Hollywood stars nominated and that we're going to see them in their outfits on Sunday, or is it a bunch of people we don't know? Tom Cruise will be there. He will. Because uh, Top Gun Maverick is nominated for a lot of things. If I wonder if he has to spend less on clothes than we do because he's so little. Yes. I Same here. You know? I would say a a shorter person. Are you drunk today? No, he's having a good time. (laughs) But you would think a shorter person. It's been like this since we would have to spend less money on clothes than a big, tall, fat guy like me. (laughs) But it's not the case. If there is an upset for Best Picture, Top Gun could win. Really? Because people love that movie. Well, they did, and it saved Hollywood. Uh, There's also Tar, which is the Kate Blanchett movie where she plays a jerk who is. Sexually grooming young women. Ooh. There's also Triangle of Sadness, which is Woody Harrelson. That's the uh, vomit on a boat movie. Oh, and then there's Women Talking, which is a fabulous Almost movie that no time. one saw. They will probably win best screenplay. Which is what? Carl Middleman. I'm here. He's incredible. I mean, the fount of knowledge. This guy. I mean, he's seen all the movies, Michael. All ten of them. He got... saw Tar and Nicotine. Yeah, it's unbelievable. I got another hour with you. I can't wait. John Hancock and Michael Kelly. It's the voice of St. Louis. (laughs) The show is coming up next. We'll see who's in for Amy today. It won't be me, uh, but we'll be here for an hour. That's next on KMOX.